You are listening to a no-show radio production. Mind your ears while we unpack the unusual. There it is. Yeah. Gosh! It's fine. Everything's fine. Mm. This is fine. This is okay. Is it I... is it still broken? Did you die? No, I'm still good. I'm just adjusting the mic placement, making sure that that wasn't... We're good. We're fine. You sure? Yeah, that's good. <laughs> that's okay. I'll come up with something nicer this time. It's for the betterment of everything. All right. Man. Start us off, please. I'll do it. So... Welcome, everybody, to Soul Searching. A very oh wait, hold on, no, I'm gonna do that again. Okay, <laughs> it's not gonna be any Ooh. different. Damn it, Spencer. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to Soul Searching, a through the breach actual play talk show, starring everybody. Yeah! <laughs> everybody. Oh. I don't know how I was gonna mess that up. I just. Isn't that like funny? Every time. <laughs> I just get like anxious before saying the intro. It's a big deal, apparently. Mm-hmm. This is really fun and cool because it has been literal months since we've had the whole Soul Story family in the same spot. We wrapped, and we kept it a secret that we wrapped back in April of 2019. Now it's October 2019. It's been months, months since we've seen each other. 84 years. <laughs> did by waiting um (laughs) anyway so we are short a person we did not get logan to come on with us for this very eventful finale soul searching having logan on the show in the very beginning was very impactful because really i needed the extra person and he stepped out of his comfort zone and joined us even though he didn't have a lot of experience in role playing and while he has moved on to greener pastures it is nice that we at least had that presence in the beginning to help us lift the story off the ground so while he is not here i am sure he is here in spirit um anyways so oh, well. so uh, since we we're all here and hanging out casual like uh want to talk about the house and how we can talk about it? everything but the house <laughs> <laughs> it was a casual fun time adventure i don't know the hesitation guys did you not have fun we all held hands and I had ice cream it was great Mm-hmm. I don't know who didn't have fun. I had fun. I wanted more house. <laughs> All the house. Forever house. Soul story is now just house. Less mannequins, maybe. I don't know. Maybe like a, there just a nice... Well, I guess, well, there were good mannequins. Cro- Summer home mannequins with... Good mannequins. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I, so, um, I, I, I am going to go out on a limb and say maybe the biggest thing about this story arc is the death of our dear, dear doctor, Felix. The redeath. The redeath. Um, apparently, he does not have nine lives. We discovered. No. Damn it. Damn it. He's not a cat. Foiled again. <laughs> I will say it's new persona. <laughs> no. No. I, I. It's nice that we have Brandy here, who is also a listener and our our guest star for this this story arc. But it was fun when she was live, not tweeting, but she was sending me DMs on Discord. 
uh, it was good. Just a lot of oh my gods. Oh my god, I oh my god. I can't be <laughs> alone when listening to se- to this finale. Like, it was a problem. <laughs> there was a lot of she was- fuck. Why? Fuck. Fuck. Why? Fuck. And then I, I actually messaged Moose at work. <laughs> I was like, heck yeah. you and your stupid poetic face for making <laughs> me cry at work in my cubicle God, i couldn't say fuck off which is what i wanted to say but we were at work so i had to be like heck you man heck you um fucked me up you fucked me up all of you that was horrible in the best possible way the fun thing of gaming with moose is that i saw that coming in that episode, within that episode, I predicted, I was like, oh no, he's done. Uh, since in the games we've played before, I have seen a trend of when, when Moose is done with the character, there is a beautiful self-sacrifice moment. <laughs> when he's done, he's like, I'm going to go out in fucking style. <laughs> yeah. So I I saw it about the time when... Uh, and I think it was because you saw what I was doing as a DM and like and not giving confirmed checks or confirmed knowledge about those rope knots being super cozy and good and tight. I just I felt it like you felt as a DM like, oh, those are going to fucking break. Those are done for. And then just the vibe that you were throwing down I was like, oh, and he's done. We're done. We're, we're killing off Felix tonight. Let's roll with it. Um, <laughs> and so I hope I wasn't wrong in reading into that. Well, first statement, I didn't know if he was going to die, but I was like, I'm going to take my chances. And in good old Malifaux style, like I'm putting fate in the hands of everything else. And Mm -hmm. we're going to flip some cards and I'm going to fight this bitch and we're going to see what happens. And, you know, I did my best. You did do your best. It's okay. At least I didn't kill the kid. Nice job, (laughs) Oh my god, no. <laughs> Satisfying crunch. <laughs> oh my god, it was not satisfying. It was the worst. Listen, like, if if losing the doctor, well, that ended up being, like, the, the, the icing on it. He's just like, oh my gosh, Al just fucking died, like, internally. And then Judge is just like, yep, let's go. Doc's not coming. He's like, oh, okay, cool. This is, mm, this is great. <laughs> So uh, I, I hope I did a good job of editing it. When I, because I, as the fucking fate master, announced this, I'm still giggling over it. Um, it sounds like I'm crying. I am definitely not crying. I was <laughs> giggling like a maniac, hundred percent, and like I could not get a straight sentence out. The nice thing is, before the giggles really set in, the like me trying to hold it in sounds a lot like holding back tears. At least when I edited, it, it sounded like that. So I'm like, good. It sounds like I'm really emotional over Moose doing this really heroic thing and me not cackling over the incredibly bad luck of squishing a kid because uh, <laughs> also a Malifaux tradition in the games I played with Moose, a kid has to die. It's just fact. Um, it's just, just tradition. It's tradition. Thanks for making me a part of that. I appreciate it. That's what I want. I was like, you know what? Something's yes. missing. See, Spencer got it last Halloween. <laughs> now you had to get it. It's fine. It's just a thing, guys. I don't know. Um, that's not Sounds- messed up in the head at all, you guys. You're all incredibly healthy and the- mentally healthy. Fine. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> oh, totally normal. Healthy people. Kid. Well, I thought that we're seeing through my room. <laughs> <laughs> people of low-key sociopaths. That's what being a DM that's- is. 
Ay. <risa> ay. 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 Who? Spencer, we haven't heard much from you. <laughs> oh, you, you want to have... hear about my my time in the house? Yeah, your time in the house. Any responses about Felix's debt? Anything you really <laughs> feel like sharing about the house? Go for it. So I, I never ever expected this game to fuck me up. I I'd heard stories from from BB and Alex <laughs> about getting emotional about parts and role playing games, and I'm like, no. I'm too far detached from all of that. Um, <laughs> I always assumed that Jer would be the one to just give up at some point, and and he would be the next noble sacrifice. But for Jer, for <laughs> so for Jer to look at Felix. <laughs> And for Felix to turn around and and Jared is someone who felt immense guilt about Felix's current state and wasn't always sure where they landed. But in that moment, for Felix to look to Jared and tell him to go and to commit this act that showed in in some way at least to Felix that Jared's life mattered more. <laughs> <They're>, like <sighs> it was rough. It was rough and it was rough to play that. Like playing a character that didn't give a fuck about anything and just kind of wanted to die and then having someone that he respected be like, "No, you got to keep going. I'm going to do this so you can keep going." Um Boy, that tugged at something. That was good. Oof. Good job. Good job, Moose. You won't. <laughs> I uh mm. as far as details of the house, do we want to uh get into the fact that we uh we handled that objectively wrong. <laughs> we, we just can't do everything. <laughs> it's we fucked up. <laughs> we so remember when I was talking about bit. that manic giggle that I was trying to heavily edit out during Felix's death? Uh-huh. Uh, attentive listeners will hear that giggle not quite as intense throughout the early part of the house. And mm-hmm. um, my mood <laughs> as a DM best represented is the beep gif of Nervous chuckling. What the fuck? That is just like what's my constant state as you guys fucking just chugged through this house that I had spent weeks crafting and puzzles and keys and magic items and no, 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 no. We're just gonna Kool-Aid ran through the wall. (laughs) (laughs) And like... Part of it, I was just so mad at myself for making it so easy for you guys. Like, of course, this is all really easy stuff to fucking go around. Why Why would you do the puzzles when you can just bash the fucking door down? <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I don't know. Um, it's kind of like when one of your players punches the head off of one of your NPCs and you lose an entire quest line. <laughs> Oof. Uh, <laughs> shots fired Uh, have we actually fully told that story yet i know we like joke about it a lot um if there was a time that um 
I was playing a barbarian. I was playing a barbarian, and in theory, he was a pacifist. Um, but this spooky guy jumped out at him in an alleyway in the middle of the night. He got scared, and he had maxed out strength. And I got a nat 20. <laughs> Shit. Mm, yeah, that'll... Uh... So, like, what I was going for was the dumb TV trope of, like, popping someone that like, jumps out and scares you. What the fuck do you do when you crit damage on max strength? Uh, you you knock the I'm head off the peasant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, how much experience did I get for the peasant, though? Fucking commoner. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, we, we all have our moments. What kills me the most, uh, you guys haven't heard it yet, but in the prologue for the house, neither you nor the prologue people went into the main fucking room that I needed you guys to go in to get the story hook. It's the first door immediately on the right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And everyone's like, there's blood on the door. Don't go in there. And I'm like, <laughs> shit! <laughs> <laughs> shit! <laughs> If you wanted Al's attention, you put a, should have put a sign that said "bitches." Okay, in here. I'm not gonna not check the rooms, the right? <laughs> inside that room, so everyone's aware, was a another room full of dead corpses posed. Of course, there was a record being played, which is heard immediately when you guys walk through the door. At the head of the table is a man that looks strangely like Jared. No relation just strangely looks like him he has been very murdered in front of him is a deed to the house and it's signed over to jared and company oh shit we've got a house and we don't even know it (laughs) fuck nope Mm -hmm. um and then the music would have changed and there would have been a track from the pack rat explaining i'm i'm sure i have a note somewhere about it but basically being like welcome to the party you've always wanted a family but you better find them first and, like, the whole gag was supposed to be Jared trying to find his family, uh, which involved finding Brecca and finding, finding, it, ew, it involved finding his sister. And then, so the guy that was dead at the table was the dad of the house. The kid was the kid of the house. You never found the mom, but she was strangled in a bathroom. Like, in, like, in a toilet, oh. like, a private powder room kind of area. Oh my god, who killed her? He fucking Packrat went to town, <laughs> murdered everybody. Um, you guys came real close to rescuing the kid. Real we close. Got, we, I thought we were in the clear on that. I figured that was just yep. a, okay. Remember to mention that the kid's with us. <laughs> you have a lion, Spencer. At some point, that's like we're not tossing the dog. I don't trust. I don't trust our checks tonight. <laughs> And then you end up fucking killing the kid. And it's just, oh my god. The, the dramatic irony as I was editing it had me howling. <laughs> I, I, uh... Yeah, so that, that first room, which I assume since it was the first room you guys would immediately go into, mm-hmm. completely avoided. Entirely. <laughs> um, and that was, like, the huge story hook. So, so you guys end up finding, and I think really piecing together what the house was for, which is kind of nice. It was more of a show-don't-tell moment. And there's a part of me that says you did it wrong, because I spent so much time (laughs) on this fucking thing. And it hurt to see it just, like, not matter the amount of work I put into it. But also, you guys really made it your own. And while I was... I'll be honest, I was upset at the time. Um, 
I just, I, I was butthurt over it, but going back and listening to it with some distance, you guys did a real good job of tackling the house how you guys would have tackled the house. May not have been how I wanted it. And that's okay. <laughs> I convinced myself. <laughs> I, I know for a fact, like, uh, it, I'm sure every actual play has this moment. I know Call of Cthulhu in their very first season, Victoria planned a big courtroom moment. She did a shit ton of research about courtrooms in the 1950s. And it was avoided by, fuck, one of the characters talking his way out of trouble. And so she had this whole episode series planned of them going to court. And it just didn't fucking matter. Because they avoided it entirely. And she talked about like how upsetting it is. But also you kind of have to laugh about it at some point. Like, well, shit, player's gonna do what player's gonna do. Oof. Happens. I just thought of something that is... Funny, but not funny, but also poetic. So, <clears throat> Al had left to get help, and Felix died. We left to get help, <laughs> and Felix died. And then, when you guys left, Jared says, I'm going back for him. You, I- I'm not sure, Spencer, was that purposely supposed to be so 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 <laughs> like did you mean it to be full circle like that how do you mean <laughs> like uh, did you have the forethought uh, not like oh felix is dying i'm gonna go back for him but, like in the moment when you said the line i'm gonna go back for him did you know that was gonna be a call back to when he first went back for him or is it just so innate in what jared would do it is there was no forethought it was it was the only thing running through jared's mind was Get everyone else to safety. Everyone else ending up being just Al. <laughs> and uh, the kid corpse. Yeah, the, the kid corpse. Um, but, yeah, Jer, Jer's honest-to-goodness plan was, I'm going to drop Al off somewhere. I'm going to go buy a gun. <laughs> I'm going to go back to the house. Drop, drop the kid off. I got to drop the kids off before <laughs> I head out again. <laughs> yep. Just okay. Well, that that didn't work. So, uh, gonna go back. I'm gonna I'm gonna buy some fucking gasoline and I'm just gonna torch the house and then go in there with a shotgun and fucking buy time. <sighs> it was good. It was really good. I got emotional. I have a tweet out there. Of like, I got emotional recording this. I was emotional while editing this. I'm gonna be emotional when I listen. I still haven't listened. Fun fact, still haven't listened to the episode post-edit. Oh. I, uh, I just, um, A, it's hard. I'm really glad I was able to put out all these episodes for you guys. But there's definitely a point in the audio where it kind of becomes white noise when you're... <laughs> it was seven or eight hours worth of audio before editing it all down. Our finale timed out at three hours and six minutes or so before editing. And I got that down to an hour and 55 minutes. So, uh, it, there's a lot you guys end up not hearing, which is fine, dandy. But, um, yeah, it was it was really cool to hear some things like that moment. Uh, that was probably one of the more impactful moments post-Felix's death, in my opinion, of, oh my god, here we are, back to the sewer. It, it yep. hurt in the best way possible. And I guess at this point, Felix, Felix, Felix Moose, you're the same person, I guess. <laughs> Moose, uh, stop coming onto our calls with us. And so... 
as we're recording, those episodes haven't come out yet. So Moose doesn't really know. I, I've told you in the past how it ends, but like you haven't heard it. Do you plan? Mm-hmm. I, you you are traditionally never have listened to our show. Uh, you maybe listen to an episode yeah. or two. The the yeah ghost house or the, the Felix's backstory. I think you listened to. Yeah. Was there anything else? Oh, I listened to the finale. But now I I boned up. I had to listen to it just to see to get to get back in that that moment. Oh. So nice. That was good. But I will be finishing everything that I was not part of because I got to know. You got it. And you get the added bonus of having the music added in on top of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get the full effect. It's fine. <laughs> I'm special. You're special. <laughs> I uh, it's it's now's a good time for me to mention. I have continually said this first season of Soul Story has been so incredibly impacted by Silent Hill, particularly Silent Hill 2. If you were a fan of Silent Hill 2, I think you'll notice a lot of musical notes. It's like I couldn't fucking rip the soundtrack, right? But I was trying to find songs that mirrored moments like when James accidentally kills Maria. Or when James found out he killed Mary. And what was the other one I had? Uh, oh, when he says goodbye to Mary. Like, those are three moments that are really, I mean, they're big moments in Silent Hill 2. Which, by the way, hey, there's some spoilers in case you don't know about Silent Hill 2. <laughs> Whoopsies! But those, I, I think you can really hear them, A, at Felix's death. Because that was a lot of fun. Since I was trying to find... Felix's theme has always been string and orchestra music. And finding a combination mm-hmm. of that with the Silent Hill mix was a lot of fun. And then the scene when Al and Jared return to the Three Sisters. And are talking to Rowan about what happened. Those were like my favorite moments to find music for. <laughs> and it's in our blooper reel. I did not include it in the episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a complete surprise to the lads that Brandy was going to be there. Um, which I'm not sure if you guys want to talk about that at all. You can certainly about we just be like, oh, hang on, hang on, one second, real casual, one second. Need to need to pull someone on. Or it was so casual, and all of a sudden we just seen another bubble come up, and I'm like, what the fuck is happening? What is this? <laughs> <laughs> and poor Brandy. <clears throat> Had no idea what was going on. Not a fucking clue. I mean, not... It, she didn't give me any pretext. So I just came <laughs> on, and then you got... I What you guys... What Rowan knew, I knew. So it was... Overwhelming. <laughs> yep, just... I like the genuine, like, shock of, like, Brandy Rowan. I'm just like, oh, yeah, no, Al's eyes are glowing. His throat is slit. Oh, my God. Uh, did, come in. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> Well, I mean, I distinctly remember coming on to the call because as soon as I said something, both of you were like, oh, thank Jesus. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, Hi, We guys. needed the help. Hi, guys. What happened? <laughs> my babies. Oh. Dang, go wait, my baby. No, I was super glad that I got to to jump on and play Rowan again. She's a she's a really fun character to play, um, and yeah, it was just fun to get to to role play again. And we Barbara Gordon to you a little bit. We did just she a little. Is, she's she is now the Oracle. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's go ahead and talk about that final battle because because. Jared had to go around collecting some allies. Had to. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
there was a lot of discussion that got cut out about if you guys were going to recruit Rowan or not, like out of character. I uh, I remember having no fucking qualms about. I remember just like there wasn't a concern for her life or anything. <laughs> it was just uh, oh, look. we we got another magic healing lady. <laughs> um, it it became a blooper where it's like, well, she heals and she does magic, so she's a replacement Felix. <laughs> Direct words, oh, you moves. sweet I'm not summer children. <laughs> cool. <laughs> it was more Spencer. I, I, I was, I was still hurt. I see how it is. I was still hurt. Well, I mean, we weren't going to go into the final boss fight without a caster. That's just stupid. <laughs> I, I don't know where Al's reservations were coming from. When the bloopers come out, I'm pretty sure that was an exact line too. Of like, well, we still need a caster. Uh huh. <laughs> Did you even think about recruiting Putnam? Hmm? No, there wasn't a not single going thought. To, yeah, that, that didn't we, even cross our minds. <laughs> we went around uh-huh. and collected all of Brecca's homeless friends before we thought of Putnam. Uh-huh. <laughs> yup. <laughs> it's like literally I, fucking I anyone. Joking. I was waiting for that text message from, from Alex. Like, hey, so uh, they wanted to recruit Putnam to uh, go fight the final boss. Can you uh, Can you come back? <laughs> And I was like, yeah, here we go. Let's maul Linda this shit. But no, it's fine. I really like Putnam, I really like that would have been the best ally to have. Right? He would have looked at the pack rat and just dead. Like, that fist like, was ridiculous. I feel like he just, like, Kool-Aid mans through the wall, like, as as the, the fucking pack Oi, rat is like... I mostly felt bad because I totally didn't think about having the option to bring the death marshal along. You, cause you, you kept giving me, you kept like throwing softballs at me. Like just being like, what are you going to do with that guy? What do you want to do? You just want him. You just want him to watch the three sisters for you. Is that all you'd like him to do? And of course, I was like, "Yeah, that's fine. Everything's fine. That's fine." Boop, boop. It's 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 kind of like the end of Avengers, where they go around they get all their buddies, except you realize that this group is terrible at making friends. Exactly that. And there's like there's like two dudes eager to be there. <laughs> Um, what the fuck? We were talking about Rowan, three mm-hmm. sisters, and the the party of miscreants, and how nobody has any friends. So trying to get rec- uh, reinforcements was a real fun time. <laughs> yeah, we like, have no friends. Going going back to the campaign to collect all of our allies and realizing that, like, oh, it actually there's even more people that want to kill us. This was <laughs> this is a terrible idea. Why'd we show our faces in town? Damn it, now that I think about it, I should have worn that Beyonce t-shirt to the final battle. Mm. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Me, like, trying, like, are you guys sure you don't want to use any of your magic items? No. Are you, sh- are you okay. sure? <laughs> there was so I mean, cut this out, I guess, if you don't want me saying, but I I noticed it was also cut out because there was a discussion of like, guys, listen, just so you know, in case you actually forgot, this is what each of these things do. You can grab them if you want to grab them. No, I don't see no, why. Uh, but why? I don't see why. 
Jared would grab those. <laughs> it's like, well, I mean, just again, this is what each of them do. Are you sure? <laughs> I have never been in a game where I'd be like, here's magic items. Nah. We good. <laughs> no, thanks. I'm good. Thanks. Just killed one of our players. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> would you like a free bag of holding? <laughs> nah. <laughs> Could you imagine the artwork of that final battle if Jared and Al they all just had like team oh shirts? My God, on. No, it was... <laughs> it's like those horrible you fucking team shirt. reunion t shirts. You're like like they're just wearing these big fucking stupid Beyonce shirts over their armor and shit. <laughs> the thing that killed me is that you guys didn't have to wear it like on top of everything. You could have worn no. that as a bottom layer. But I love that is the art of that's just a Yeah, I think I'd like to keep that visual though. <laughs> like they they show up and the twins just look at them and Ken's like, oh, oh, were we supposed to dress up for this? <laughs> I didn't know we were getting costumes for this. Was that like a band I... Felix? Right, we liked? missed the memo. Like, what is that? <laughs> so, uh, speaking of oh. twins, and while we're on the concept of allies, so, so it might have been a smidge forced. I was hoping to introduce these characters later on for different reasons, but Brecca's friends, her her gang, <laughs> are all literally inspired not even inspired they are characters that i have met in game through mmoing and playing with other people from various games and it's been impactful enough that i carry it out for whatever lore she's in or whatever world she's in she definitely has the twins she has ren she has jared uh she has the the guy in the iron suit sin um and, and she has ken those are all standard people that she has in her friend circle. They might be doing different things. They might always be super involved, but they are present. So I guess as one role player meeting all these like weird, I've, I've talked to you about them before. Was it at least kind of fun meeting these people? <laughs> Loose <laughs> definition of fun. <laughs> I I really enjoyed it, but I have like I had like a cursory knowledge of these characters. Um, and like in in short little role plays, like I've met a bunch of them already, but it was fun to like actively encounter them and and see them in motion as they would be in Malifaux. Um, man, oh man, I like I don't want to underplay how cool it was finding allies for the fight. <laughs> like that was cool. It's just I like that like them mustering every ally they have in the city is like like I don't know like like a couple homeless people and a lover scorned <laughs> and like like Al Al's a crack addict at this point and Jared Jared can't has no depth perception. It was a rough fight to get into. It was like their chances were about the same as when they first encountered him. All they all they did was they brought it up back up to neutral. And you guys went shopping. And BB was horrendously sick. We did. You were so sick, dude. Do you even remember recording that? Oh god, I kind of <laughs> like oh god. <laughs> So bad. I was like, guys, please. <laughs> I, I think I cut out the main episode, but so Mueller is based off my dad, hundred percent. 
that that's who that gun shop is is after and our family dogs currently are liberty and striker so like i made sure that the dog or like the gun kind of was like the personality of the dog and also was trying to give you guys stuff again since you were so determined to ignore the magic items i gave you already i was like (laughs) i'm gonna give them something they'll use i'm gonna give them really powerful weapons yeah give us cool guns that's (laughs) that's way cooler than magic big guns What is this, Borderlands? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bitches yes. love cannons. <laughs> By the end, yeah. <laughs> and, and then you guys charged in, and there was the pack rat playing three blind mice. And the visual of all of Lynn, Felix, and Brecca on the stairs, like a family portrait, all missing their right eye. And Jared just be like, no, this is fine. <laughs> like... He, I guess he, <laughs> he wasn't like, this is fine. He was like, this is a trick and I'm not playing into it. <laughs> like, he was deeply affected by it, but it was, uh, it, it, there, there was a, a deep, deep desire to use his new shotgun to go kill the pack rat. <laughs> then, like, this is like, Jared's whole mindset is like, I'm like, already dead this whole time <laughs> so this is just fucking yeah, hell he, uh, that was something he battled with that didn't get a lot of exploration but like by this point he was pretty sure that things mattered and had consequences and he needed to start owning up which is why he had the big shopping trip for armor so that he maybe didn't die and went around and sucked it up and asked for help from a lot of people that he doesn't like. Uh, like criminals. Like, like, like <laughs> but like the honest kind, not the, not the shitty cop kind. Uh, <laughs> I like, I also love like, even like giving the chance, like doing like the shopping spree and getting, like cool shit even like us as the characters like me and spencer were very stuck in the because spencer started working in like hero forge and so like we got really stuck on like the fan art (laughs) portion of it because like as we're like getting stuff like okay yeah no this so this will give you like an armor of this what does it look like though Ah, that seems too bulky no i want something like light can i get like a little buckle something just like how i go on the wrist and (laughs) it was just like a visual shopping show and alex is like you're buying things to not die like this is you're getting stuff to like suit up and i'm like yeah 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 but how can i suit up but still look cool and i think it what is it it was the like with the the coat you're just like well you are not gonna get a plus to it was like i got it like i got a plus to something but it's like i guess that's enough like i can't give you like it, it, it's a fucking jacket it's got no sleeves so it's like what can i get for it though I just put a little buckle on <laughs> his sleeveless duster holy shit oh my I, god I, uh, <laughs> I don't know i i spent a lot of time on what i wanted for jared and i like now that jared had money i wrote out like this whole like list and had all the stats and knew exactly what i wanted and basically what ended up happening is by the end jared just sort of looked like the guard on the cover of the book 
<laughs> but you, you just had that you had that gear. I'm pretty sure he had that exact gear and it's like oh he's just that well that's easy i thought he was trench coat mafia that's the vibe i had so yeah uh, trench coat mafia is a not a good one i'm gonna say it's a good one but they're very bad um of course but naturally yeah, who's yeah. your favorite serial killer i get it <laughs> um no no he's just like uh, that i'm pretty template. sure before like actually going into it because i know because like we had like that like pause like in between um like before we got to doing like the shopping mm-hmm. scene and stuff i'm pretty sure because i i specifically remember i don't it might have been after the shopping scene but i remember spencer sending me several like several different hero forge things he's like i already know how i want jared to look um and he's just like he's like uh al's got the sleeveless things right oh how's this no i don't like the base of this one hold on wait i've got another one Mm -hmm. i'm gonna send you i'm like spencer what is happening right now he sent me like five each of Jared and because then a pal. I, I'm like, I oh my god! Having it visualized because up until then, like my my like my like concept of Al was like ever changing. But I really liked the idea of them suddenly like not just being mooks, but being like you know dressed up as Malifaux badasses. Where they like they're they're not just in in like jackets and hats and shit they're they're like actually armored up like you would be to go into dungeons i just i'm confused how you could forget that he looks like gaston and that's all you ever need to know (laughs) yeah that's that's it like that's his whole fucking thing yeah but i took that with a grain of salt every single time (laughs) because even in a medium where you can just say things and they exist I, i i just couldn't I, he doesn't look exactly like this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, I you know, I, I I'm not sure what else there is really to say. I'm into the wine. I'm not sure what there is to say about the house. But, uh, you guys have the final battle, which nearly kicks all of your asses. Ooh. Came real close again, and. Did you guys feel like it was as overwhelming as the first time? Or did it feel more like, hey, this is a final boss fight. People might die while we're at nameless NPCs or voiced NPC. Eh. Like, did it feel like there was a, a real threat? Did it feel too threatening? Yes. Yeah, we we, we, were, we were all on the fast track to dying. I, I, yeah, I don't know, like. We 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 prepared super hard for that battle. We uh we had plans in place, we had maneuvers, we we had like everything we could possibly prepare us for that fight. And uh I still like up until the last round, I'm like, we're gonna die. <laughs> this this is gonna be a tragedy through and through. No nothing happy will happen in this fucking story. I um, I, I think it's worth mentioning when Felix died, Packrat had one hit point left. And if you listen to the like in the full end, my track's missing because apparently I stopped recording. But there's a point where I, the very last thing you guys will hear on that episode is Moose saying, "Okay, I'm good with that. That was close. I'm good with that." Like <laughs> he was just one hit point away from killing the Packrat, and 
I now have learned that I have misinterpreted <laughs> a little bit of of. I very rarely cheat on you. Like I, I might lie and say the thing is lower than it is, but I don't cheat too often. This was like, nope, we're gonna cheat. This is a big boss. We're cheating in. We're making this impactful. If if he had made his last attack, the pack rat would have been dead. So he did not have a lot of hit points, like maybe five, I think. I think he had five or six. And it was it was close. Uh he he was meant to be a coward and run. And you guys saw that in the very finale, finale finale. Where he's like, oh nope, I'm cheesing it. If there's backup, I'm done. I'm gone. But you guys were able to fucking annihilate him. Because again, he had a single hit point left at that point. <laughs> So I'm I'm glad that you, you know, flips. A lot of it comes down to flips, mm-hmm. and you know, I as a DM, I encourage lying. <laughs> it sounds bad, <laughs> but I encourage lying. And the mannequins shouldn't have died when they died. They should have kept pushing on. But you guys were so close, and I felt like continuing a to do the battle was exhausting. I could it it was a long battle, and for battle mechanics that are fucking shite. And you guys had won. Like, there's no reason to keep fighting minions when you defeated the bad guy, right? Like, that makes no sense. So I wanted them to have at least one more round where, again, they fucked y'all up. And, yeah, let's just talk about how no one left this house unchanged. We have a dead Felix. We have a Gordon Rowan. Mm -hmm. Al's throat is slit. He is now addicted to, like, fully addicted to brilliance. And Jared lost an eye. This house rocked your guys' fucking world. Mm-hmm. Oh, it God. did indeed. <laughs> and then, then this battle ends with the guild coming in, having followed you guys, are wanting to arrest you for a bunch of crimes you kind of did. <laughs> kind of. Mm. And Al giving his gun to Rowan. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about that decision, <laughs> baby. It was so beautiful. Like it was such a beautiful, poetic thing. But why is it a big deal? I'm just like, well, hold on, hold on. Let me just okay, like apologies. Like it, it. You gotta appreciate how beautiful that was. How important this rifle is. And you just like listen. It's that like. You tell, like, I'm coming back. I'm going to be back. But Al's, like, man, Al's manifested power. Uh, his little, you know, funny shoosty shoes to where he, like, saved Felix the first time, made him, like, disappear and reappear, uh, only works with his rifle. <laughs> so he can't do that anymore. Because he came with the focus object. <laughs> <laughs> it is a focus object. So he needs the rifle in order to do it, and he no longer has that rifle because he gave it to the Rowan and said, I'll be back. It is such an owl move. Yep. So, like, not even... I, I, I imagine at this point he doesn't realize it's attached. Like, in character, I'm sure he doesn't even realize it's attached to his gun. <laughs> so maybe it's more of a BB move. <laughs> to, like, just have this really innocent, really poetic moment, and then afterwards be like, oh, shit. Oh, oh no, oh, I need man. that. <laughs> I literally, I think oh, it was the next day. I think it was like the next day. I like, <laughs> I texted Alex. I was like, oh no, 
I gave her my rifle. I feel like Al was just sitting in the wagon doing his thing, and he's just he's just having a daydream, and then all of a sudden his eyes get real wide, and he's just sitting there. <laughs> it's like the gift of Joey from Friends where he's sitting on the chair, <laughs> and suddenly he's like, oh no. It's like, can we, can we turn this around? No, we, we don't have to, but could we? <laughs> oh man. Listen, Rowan, I know you can't walk, and I'm sorry, but I'm gonna need my gun back. I need that back. You're not using it, right? You'll be fine, right? Remember when I said I yeah. would be back? Well, uh, I am, we've, we've, but it's because I need my stuff. We've moved up the timetable. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I forgot. Rowan's like, Rowan like Barbara up. Gordon, yeah. That oh, I I'm up. sorry I didn't get the Barbara Gordon but yes yes <laughs> it's it's a mean joke that's what that is <laughs> yeah it's a horrible joke um but yeah so she's rolling around the three sisters with a rifle telling people to get off her lawn that's that's her epilogue <laughs> she's rolling <laughs> you're lucky Alexis doesn't kick you out of the chat for that pun. <laughs> <laughs> that's because i didn't hear it otherwise mm. i would have screamed don't repeat it don't do it oh it's fine to, i have to hear it already hear when it i edit later. don't don't rip <laughs> can i get an f in group chat for felix <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh everyone listening to this when you get this please um at me in discord with f don't explain just when you hear this f at hour long. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks. So this this finale ends with y'all cheesing it out of the building. Rowan and the single twin, because you guys never got his name, covering for y'all. And Bella comes out of the woodwork magically and is like, all right, let's get going, losers. Let's go shopping. Let's go find your niece. And that's where season one ends. So that's really cool that we have. I don't know. This story did not go anywhere near where I thought this was. This was where I imagined halfway through season one would be. I thought we had a lot more to explore for season one, but this felt like the right place to call it. And I I am really thankful that we have all these people here who have contributed to mm -hmm. it. And I'm glad that we still have Brandy, who helped with the boss fight. Yay. And since you've been a fan since day one, I'm mm -hmm. going to go ahead and keep including you as we continue to talk and move on. Unless anyone else has anything to talk about the finale, the house, anything. I got nothing. Cool. Sound like a good time to move on as we hit the hour mark. Season one. I don't know. I We... We... <laughs> BB and Spencer spent a lot of soul searching saying, just wait, guys. Just wait. And here, here we are. It is. We're at the just wait point. Uh. I don't even know where to start, really. My, I feel like my jumping off point is like, what was your favorite story arc, everybody? Like, what did you enjoy the most participating in? In Brandy's case, I should fuck. Falcon's case. Uh -huh. Apologies. In Falcon's case, well, you know, um, what was your favorite to listen to? I, 
Oh, Jesus. There were so many fun moments. Um, I loved uh, Felix's one shots. I thought those were fantastically done. Um, I obviously liked my parts. <laughs> <laughs> That's a dirty lie. I have text messages to prove it. <laughs> there, were, there were a whole lot of text messages to Alex to be like, okay, but what if it's bad? And what if... <laughs> I know you're telling me it's not, but what if it's bad though? And I'm like, I edit this. I make sure you sound good. <laughs> That's my job is to make you sound good. <laughs> you won't sound bad. <laughs> um, I think probably my favorite part to listen to. <sighs> Fuck, I had one and then it left. I liked the whole thing, guys. That's um, good. Yay. Yeah. There some of the roleplay moments that I got to have with BB actually were probably some of my favorite parts because he and I got to do a lot of really fun um, character development and roleplay together, especially during the finale. Um, mm -hmm. That was something I really enjoyed doing and it was fun to listen to as well. What about you, Miss? What, what was like, since you didn't listen, but like you played, what was your favorite part parts? Um, I really enjoyed the uh, a lot of the little scenes, some of them that didn't even in include me, but listening to all the people like as the group would, you know, separate to go do their things. Uh, the moments of Alice and Al were really impactful. Um, I really liked experiencing Belle in a way that I could actually experience her and not just want to rip her face off instantaneously. Do you want to talk about um, that? Our past with Belle? Uh, oh my god, Belle. Disgusting <laughs> D&D character. God. Um, long story short, I played a fey creature, and she played Belle, and Belle's quite the eccentric bitch face. And, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Belle's a treat. She's just an ice queen, and at that point, when Moose joined into that D&D game, she was full on Charlie, Pepe, Sylvia, <laughs> Faye conspiracy, which is, since I, I played her in MMOs, this is a, a trait of hers that she has, is that she's very intelligent and just knows she's right and will dive real hard into this thing that she knows is right. And is just, I fucking see you next Tuesday about it. Just is, is not fun to be around. And poor Moose made this character so that we, this character could bond with Belle and Belle was having None of it. None whatsoever. <sighs> She's not a nice lady. It's great. <laughs> it's great. Um, but I also really uh, appreciated, you know, the ending. That's probably, if I have to pick the one moment, it's that finale, that, that murder house that was a lot of fun. It, it, was, it was good. It was good dying. It was, it was good. <laughs> I will forever miss Putnam. And Malinda, because everyone hated him. It's fine. But, you know, oi, mister, I'm going to punch Jared in the face good. some more. It's okay. He, he, <laughs> he almost fucking died. He, he liked Putnam more yeah. than he knew. Yeah. <laughs> How do you think, if you, if you had stuck with Felix this entire time, or not with Felix, if you had stuck with Putnam this entire time, do you think you still would have gone as long as you did? Do you think you would have... Oh, like, how do you think the story would have changed if Putnam had been involved? Uh, Imagine the fucking Starlight Theater with Putnam. Oh, oh Jesus Christ. Oh, I, I know. 
<laughs> no, I would no. There, that's what I, my comment to you before I answer that is: we would have gotten nowhere. The season one would still be airing. We'd still be recording because the finale would still be two months away. Because there would be just segue after segue after oi mister after segue after dude the star theater he would have been causing such a ruckus for no reason but imagine him and jer beating up people for clothes but, but i feel uh-huh. like it, it wouldn't be like as a team it would be like they broke off but ended in the same point mm-hmm. or like Jerry hits a dude at the bar and then they call security but security's already in the back alley because like Putnam is like he got he got kicked out and now he's fighting all the security guards and they're just like it's it's cutting between the two and like everyone's actions is affecting what everyone else is doing (laughs) it just ends in the star theater burning down yeah that's it season one One. (laughs) i don't know i don't remember if you guys were told but there was the bar fight between jared and putnam and putnam hit hit jared and i don't know if i ever told you guys i lied um i would have killed jared with that punch i dealt so much damage Mm -hmm. he would have been dead yeah Uh, jared uh because i misunderstood the rules i should have armored up jared way sooner because I thought armor yeah. was like added to your defense. I didn't know that it sucks up damage. Um, that's way mm-hmm. better. The mm. second I learned that, it was a good thing Jared had fucking money in his pocket. Because like every big hit he took, turning that into like a one or a two instead. Because like Jared didn't have a lot of health or armor but was still a tank because he just pissed everything off and ran in the front. But, <laughs> like, he was the group mm-hmm. tank. But then you look at his gear stats, it's like, this dude's wearing caster shit. What's wrong with him? What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, uh... Oof. Before I pick on Spencer some more, were there any other moments, like, that you really enjoyed? Uh, I'm going to be selfish and say my one shot. That was such a beautiful, like it was truthfully listening to it was an an amazing experience. I played it like, but there were moments that I'm like, wait, that happened. Like, I don't like my brain was just like, I was playing it and I was so focused and so in the moment. And then I was like, wait, I don't even remember that happening. So I got to enjoy it twice. But I, I really liked the storytelling in that. And I still want to go back to the Gibson Manor and find out more about this. That's fine. It's- oh, Delilah. Oh, Delilah. Oh, Delali. I, I know during the, the What Goes See one shot, I, um, I put, I obviously put effort into it. But you are such an amazing player, Moose, and such an amazing DM that I was saying, I'm like, I really want to impress him. And it felt like, just like, I really wanted you to take something out of this that would last forever. And again, we, we've played games together and we've talked about how mutual friends have really pulled things from your game. And I'm glad that you enjoyed this as much as you did, because I just, I, I aim for it. And not so much like a ha ha. I mean, I wanted to make you cry. That's always my low key. If I ever do one shots with you guys and there's tr- like tragedy or trauma, I'm trying to make you cry. Um, it satisfies me. 
but uh, it's also a well-known fact like every year for christmas i try to make my mom cry with a gift it's just who i am as a person it's totally fine um but i'm glad that it was good i'm glad it was even it was fun for you to listen to as well as it was to play it yeah that's the true compliment to you is that i even bothered to listen to it was the uh (laughs) that is the big compliment honestly (laughs) spencer what was your favorite parts Um, so I was always a big fan of, well, okay, so I should start from the very top, which is the Starlight Theater is, so the the stretch, the stretch from the end of McFate to the end of Beyonce was my absolute favorite because I felt like it was the period in which we were like, at least Jared was relating to the members in his party the most like running around the streets with with al taking shots from phantoms and shit um all the way to them just trying to enjoy the theater in their own special ways um that all felt really good to me and nothing there felt like felt like we we were like acting or trying to like push through a story it just felt like these are these people reacting to the things around them in in true honest fashion which is the goal throughout role playing but like those were the moments where like i really felt it in my bones um going going throughout i really liked any moment where not that Jared was on his own, but that Jared was sort of by himself or just being a human. Like when when Al comes to his room and he makes Al pay to sleep in his bed and then he just sits in a chair and fucking all of his clothes on just powers off, just kind of like slumps and he's asleep now because he's not a creature of comfort or means or anything he just he does everything in the hardest possible way that he can uh, i liked when they all came to collect him at the uh at the three sisters and he had pushed his bed in front of the door because he's just a fucking weirdo <laughs> at this point uh, all the moments like that where, where jared is just someone who doesn't really fit in anywhere He's like, he's he's not magic. He doesn't have anything too special about him. He's just an outcast and a weirdo trying to fit in in a place that's supposed to be for outcasts and weirdos and failing miserably because he's just, he's borderline not a person. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, there, there are a lot of missed opportunities in that way. Um we did a one shot with Jared, him going to collect the allies, and he ends up at Felix's place. And I really liked that. And him basically knowing that the guild was going to come and clean out all of Felix's shit. So he saved anything that looked important, threw it in a bag, and like almost did it. I almost had Jared because he, he had the grimoire. And he he ended up giving it to Al, but when I picked it up, my 
what I thought Jer would do and what I wish Jer had done is when he picked it up, everything wanted me to have Jer open it up and find something that, like, in those crazy blueprints, just try to find something in there that looked relatable and then try to mirror Felix's poses that he always did when he was casting. Because Jared was, at this point, he had armored up. He was looking for allies. He was looking for any edge to, like, help. And there was this this gut thing where it's like, even though he hates it, even though he's never trusted it or understood it, maybe for this final fight he can try. And it wasn't supposed to yield any results. It was just supposed to show Jer alone in a dark room trying to act like his friend because he wishes his friend was here. <laughs> oh, and you didn't do it! I, uh... Everything played out fine, though. It was They still won. They still did good. But any time where the group was palling around or Jer was acting like a weirdo, <laughs> those were the highlights for me. I am. Wall BBs coming back to us. I'm trying to think of, like, my favorite ones to DM. No one asked, but I'm going to mm-hmm. share. <laughs> we would have asked. You would have. <laughs> maybe. It's all about me. Fuck it. Um, if you had made a face or, like, been quiet for an extended period of time. <laughs> um, I know. I'm shit. You know what's funny? I plan on asking you guys, but I didn't think a fucking minute about this. I, I think my biggest enjoyment came from the McFate storyline. Again, it was another story that I put a lot of weird detail into, like the masks you all received, like how that was hyper-specific, and there was a mm-hmm. message behind it. And having the one-on-one with BB over, like, with him and McFate, and having that conversation, I had everything to kick you guys off the line for it. And having Rosa be the only person, because of course it was Rosa who was the only person who didn't see any of the magic happening. And so at least we had the insight of someone who's seeing it wasn't golden confetti, it was fucking newspaper clippings. And it's these creepy statue-like people. And Jer, everyone's seeing someone that meant a lot to him. And Brecca actually being there. Like the only person who actually was there, but Jer not believing it. Or like not, just that that whole thing was really good and I, I i think mcfate's probably maybe one of our strong mcfate and the house i think are two strongest storylines that we had uh, i really enjoy starting it out too honestly even though we got shit rocked in sewer it was a learning <laughs> experience and like by episode five we have someone who's dead i <laughs> i feel like that sets a very malifaux tone though and mm-hmm. i don't know it was it was cool as we were starting to just starting our journey together and looking back on it and seeing where we started off of fighting rats in a sewer and then finishing off with the pack rat who also almost killed you guys. Like I just, <sighs> it's funny how the world works sometimes and having so much circular nature to it. I wasn't, when when the initial plan got drawn up for the house, I wasn't planning on killing Felix. It was it was a mood I picked up on, and like it just now hit me like, oh yeah, no, a rat killed Felix twice. <laughs> yep, 
And it killed him twice because he spent the time to heal Al. Or heal someone else. Yep. And it just, it's... I'm really glad we could end season one in this fashion. And, hey, Spencer, we, we talk about this on first at some point or another. But mm-hmm. the Dan Harmon circular journey of the idea that you, you end where you started... Like nothing's mm-hmm. really changed. I think we accidentally accomplished that in our first season. But I think we shouldn't say that. I think because we've brought it up before, we need to act like that was our intention the whole time. <laughs> so that people think we're cool and smart and give us money. Yeah. God, if only. Pay us for poor. Um, <laughs> You're poor. I, I, uh... It's been a real cool experience this season one. This started as a weird little pipe dream of mine. I was pissy that I didn't get selected in an audition, which has never ha- like I've never had that much of an emotional response before. And being able to put that energy into something that has had a year and a half worth of episodes as of right now. Hang on, I'll find out. We have do 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 fucking a eleven thousand listens. The Al Got Laid, number one episode, has 300 listens. And we have 100 published episodes. By the end of our finale, it will be 102 episodes. That's including all of our Tutor Tuesdays. That's that's really cool. And and you as my cast participated in that. And we made something. Like, maybe I'm just really romantic in a way. But we made something. And this will always, it'll always be out there. You guys will always be able to come back to this moment and be like, man, remember that role-playing game? Remember how cool it was? You guys have actual proof of this game you participated in. That when you're 40, 50 years old, you can go back and be like, wow, I can still listen to this game. I think that's really cool. That's maybe a big reason why I did this in the beginning was just having this proof that we existed in this small, awful world and that we contributed something to the creative community. And I just, I think that's rad, guys. It's really rad. That's really cool. BB, you look concerned. I'm scared. No, I'm, I'm, I am back up. I'm just getting emotional. <laughs> oh, okay, oh. cool. We can be emotional together. <laughs> Game. Although maybe could we push the like age into the fifties, forties, getting close for me? So that's a touchy subject. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I apologize. Fifties, sixties. Thank you. Fifties, sixties. <clears throat> so I, I guess uh, since I got emotional, and you know, Phoebe's the easiest to make cry. It's fun. <laughs> what a fact. <laughs> <laughs> we just got flipped off. It's good. Um, but now, guys. Time capsule, time capsule. Let's fucking <laughs> open this up. So, that's now. Fresh. Are you ready yes. for the time capsule? Time capsule, time capsule. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so, what do you expect is going to happen in this game that we uh, just started? That we're not weeks and weeks into. I... I expect that we will hit some bumps that, despite my best efforts, I think it will be interesting and difficult to, to get everyone to work together. That's true. 
we have a lot of different personalities in the not just in like out of character but in character they're very varied i think it's gonna turn out like guardians of the galaxy where everyone fucking hates each other in the beginning but everyone loves each other in the end well now all we gotta do is live up to guardians of the galaxy well uh to put it bluntly we will see a character's gruesome demise I foresee one of the player characters dying in a very terrible way. Who, who do you think it's going to be? Well, given stage zero, mm-hmm. I have a very strong suspicion our poor, fated Bam Bam will find the gracious gift of death. Like, <laughs> story-wise? Or like... Anything. Okay. Um, so let's see. Let's see. I'm expecting a lot of laughs, a lot of love, a lot of internal development. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that the first time we record, it's all just going to be role-playing. Like, I'm excited to see how, you know, Kanan interacts with people, because I've set him up to not make friends, so I'm really hoping that he oh, does no. make friends. Aww. I'm really hoping that, like... Somehow he manages to get along with everyone swimmingly, either like over time or like after some kind of drastic thing. Like just, you know, I'm excited to see him change because he definitely has the potential to become a warmer character. I would like to see that, but I'm not going to be like, oh, end of the campaign. I've just decided I'm going to develop him, irregardless of everyone else. (laughs) All of a sudden he's just... First and foremost, I expect a lot of fuckery. Hope it's okay I say this Perfect. word. <laughs> oh yeah, no, fuck it. <laughs> uh, definitely a lot of that. I, I like I'm I'm expecting like some some drama, something that I really like. I don't want to yeah, kind of hit home, but at the same time okay. really just even get get us like, you know, players like, "Oh, shit, didn't see that coming." All right. All right. Everyone dies. Okay. <laughs> so, Time capsule number one. And this is primarily for our Spencer and our BB and our Moose. What are your thoughts there? <laughs> well, there was a gruesome death. There was a gruesome death. You called yeah. it. I, I love how you thought I it was going to be me, though. <laughs> I thought it was going to be me. Wasn't wasn't you. It's fine. <laughs> was there a reason why you thought it was going to be BB? Um, because I, I, I knowing Malifaux and, and knowing the... Uh, the way it likes to beat down those that are uh, positive and, you know, lighthearted and kind of, uh, I, I don't want to say innocent because he's not really innocent, but, you know, it has a way of just eating those things alive and spitting it back out. And what you get may not be what went in or you might not get it back at all. So I was like, oh, he's going to be like super cool and, and just just die. Just... Also, I think he got way more of <laughs> Way more of a typical Malifaux ending in the sense that, again, BB, Al ends with his throat cut, lost, like, his main personality trait in a way, his gun's gone, and his world is just turned on top, like, turned completely over. I feel like Al is in a very different spot than at the beginning of the show. Mm-hmm. Yes, he is. Spencer, was there a lot of loves? Was there a lot of laughs? I wish there was there was more love and more laughs, but I guess there was a passable <laughs> amount. Um, passable amount. I uh, 
Yeah, I talked about Jared becoming a warmer character, and honestly, I feel like if it if it didn't end at the Rat House, if the Rat House went better for the group, then there <laughs> there would have been a big shift in Jared reaching the ending we had planned. Um, but I do like where he's kind of left at this like state of change. Um, like it's, it's not a full turnaround, but his, his world is also kind of flipped on its side and he just has to deal. (laughs) Um, and there's, there's like little hints of change, like, uh, all throughout that final arc. Uh, he does a bunch of shit focusing on Al's safety. He uh, he makes Al go down the little rope shit first, thinking not as like a test dummy. I think I think that was the interpretation. It's that if the door busts down, me and Felix can handle it. Al, you you get out with the with the children and dogs. Um. Yeah, him running with Al, and then when the guild house is being stormed, him, like, everyone else is going to be fine, but Al is in serious danger here, just going to run him out the fucking back door. Um, So I think he he did become warmer. I just think that, like, not, like, touchy-feely. I think he... (laughs) He he's in the process. Like someone, someone is preheating the oven now. <laughs> is preheating the oven. The Al love <laughs> that. That reminded me of like one of my favorite character moments for y'all is when the guild comes to arrest Jared, <laughs> and everyone's like, "I'm Spartacus." Yep. <laughs> 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 yep. <laughs> I think that might be was like the first moment where I felt like you guys were a group. And that you're willing to help each other, defend each other, and it was a cool moment. I mean, <laughs> as cool as a moment can be with Al and Drag, like, yeah. Oh Jesus! I <laughs> so forgot you mean about the coolest? <laughs> and the, don't forget the blood lipstick, like that. It was, oh my god! <laughs> it, was, it was a man oh wearing a dress god. with blood smeared on his face. Like, that's the most suspicious oh, fucking thing you could ever see on the street. <laughs> oh, no. Wasn't great. <laughs> what a good plan, Al. What a... Wow. Wow. How do you feel about your predictions, BB? Um, I mean, mine were kind of spot on. There was a lot of fuckery. Um, <laughs> and a lot of things we definitely didn't see coming. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I didn't have like kind of like a pinpointed thing like they did. Mine was just more or less of man, we're gonna we're gonna have a time together and Yeah. We did. Mm-hmm. Season one was definitely a time. <laughs> it was a thing. <laughs> it happened. <It> exists. <laughs> that happened. Let's go ahead and move on to capsule two then. Let's do it. Number okay. two. Oh boy. All right. Another three minutes of awkward silence. Here we go. What are you looking forward to in this game, in the context of talking about this game for the same time capsule? I I have a lot planned and potentially too much planned. Mm-hmm. 
but each storyline that I've built in, each path I've so far have thought of for you guys, and the typical like video game, here's objective one, two, three, four, I'm really excited about. I think if you're able to get to even one of them, you guys are going to really have fun. And I'll have fun because I'll be like, look at this thing that I created. I did this. I thought of this. And you guys get to play it. And to see your reaction to some of the twists that are within each of those and how each of those side quests really affect the main quest that I have in mind. I just, I'm really, really excited to share my story, guys. I think you're going to love it. I am looking forward to playing a mature, aged character. Um... Getting to play in a game rather than running it, truthfully. Uh, I really like Stage Zero. It's nice to play in a world that I have only ever DM'd. No one has ever taken this plunge into DMing a game. It's always been my my love child. Um, But I am very excited to play this older, wiser character that isn't, you know, the Superman or the beautiful teenage love interest. He's just going to be a supporting character that has a lot to say. And doesn't really make some uneducated decisions. Who is also not a lone wolf or out for himself or any of the other tropes that I'm the hero, I'm gonna save the princess. Wow. Fuck the other people. <laughs> me and only me. Me and only me. All the loot are belong to me. Hanging out with the boys. I know that's that's just kinda I guess it's the shortest version of of that. I I'm excited to hang out with with Bam Bam and Moose and Logan and see how their characters come along. I guess I'm looking forward to to developing the character with the party because uh, you know I've I've got him like you know developed in terms of like his backstory and like who he is, but definitely throughout the journey he has room to grow in certain areas and also build those relationships with the others. Everyone dying. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. It'll, it'll be, I'm really, I think I can safely say I'm looking forward to it as a respite from the freaking school week. He was putting hexes on us from day That's one. I'm honestly. <laughs> <laughs> God fucking damn it. Uh, oh boy hey bb starts off this time how do you feel about your predictions i want to start oh god um i mean it definitely al definitely had the development growth and changes um i don't know if i would say i put like like the hammer on the nail um because i didn't know what kind of development he would have but he definitely definitely grew and changed from how i originally had the character and his like just nah i'm I'm cool by myself but thanks um yeah (laughs) i don't know what to say that one kind of got me. me That one kind of got me a little bit. Are you bit. doing okay, BB? Yeah, that one got me a little bit. Actually, uh, Spencer's just because um, again, I how can I love you? I know you're here now, but the just hanging out with the boys, it's like, oh god. 
I'm okay. You sound Are like you? it. <laughs> We've done this okay. banter before. Are you sure? <laughs> oh, okay. We'll let we'll let BB have his moment. There, there, Spencer. Oi. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing Oi. okay. Man, I don't know. I uh, I still hold to that. It was fun to to get to role play with this with this particular cast. I uh the the sequence in which I named people seemed pretty spot on. <laughs> <laughs> I uh no, I'm really glad that I got to to meet all y'all and uh I'm I'm accustomed to like a very specific style of roleplay. So to come into this having experience in the idea of roleplay but not like ever acting and then being like put in with an actor and someone who has been DMing and ruling over these worlds for years now. <laughs> it was uh it was a good dropping in point and I was like blown away by everybody's characters because I figured everyone was gonna be like a gaslight goth. Um I thought <laughs> thought everyone was gonna be in trench coats and everyone was basically gonna be like what my character kind of was and like <laughs> i feel like we had a pretty varied cast and and everyone had solid reactions to things like i think if i had tried to predict the story beat for beat from the beginning i wouldn't have nailed it even a little bit because the way felix and al developed it was fucking it was it was choice that's all I got. I can keep talking, but there's not going to be anything better. It's just going <laughs> to okay. spiral. Okay. Moose, go ahead. Um, well, to comment off of Spencer briefly, um, I left Rashad at home. There was going to be a gaslight goth coming out of my face, Good. and I said, no. Because <laughs> um, Rashad almost was my character, and then I was like, no. I like Alex specifically looked at me, she's like, is this going to be Rashad? And I'm like, it's not Rashad. <laughs> Uh, Rashad is so hard in a group that like uh, I, you know I have the biggest crush on Rashad like in a group setting it would have been hard he doesn't play or real hard no but he would have fingered some bodies so you know I feel um, like if we had Rashad and Spencer's backup character and BB's backup character that would have been one hell of a party like, that, that, that would have been a darkest a dungeon party that would have been, been good that's uh, anyway yeah. <laughs> that that's that's the what if right there start all <laughs> over new characters here we go <laughs> here we go um no i <laughs> i it's really interesting hearing me say that i'm like oh i'm gonna play this wise character and everything else and then i went and played putnam you know that's <laughs> fine <laughs> that's a thing that happened um mm -hmm. Felix Felix changed a lot and Alex and I had a lot of this conversation the first time that we, you know, screwed up and he died the first time. Um because I was really really frustrated and like I I didn't know where to go and then I then I made bad Casper. I made poltergeist Felix when he came back and that wasn't the vibe like I was starting to slip into Rashad like his little icy tentacles were like here, let me out, let me out, let me out. And I was like I hate it, I hate it and so, and that was also the, the peak frustration of the whole lamp incident and the oil and everything else. So, Money. 
Money. <laughs> so yeah, uh, it's nice to see where he ended up. <clears throat> and I, I'm glad that I was able to keep at least a few kernels of what I wanted from the beginning. And it, it's healthy for, for things to change a little. But, yeah, you know, Putnam is everything but wise. And, you know, <laughs> yeah, he was kind of giving me the loots. It's okay. <laughs> well, then, let's go ahead and kick to Time Capsule 3. Yeah. I do not have a, uh, an answer to this. I purposely had Spencer not ask me about it because it's <laughs> it's talking about the end, what, what we predict the end's going to be. Mm-hmm. And since I was a DM, I thought I knew. But, you know, at the time I knew too much. I couldn't have given an answer that would have been <laughs> fair, I guess. So yeah. I just, I didn't answer. But let's go ahead and, and give it a listen for our other yep. four. What do you think your character will achieve? He will find his purpose in his death. Oh. So you think he's going to die? I do believe he will die. Maybe not season one. But um, truthfully, the answer to this question was he'll find his purpose before he dies. But I don't think he'll find it until that moment that he dies. I don't see him as a character that is going to find his death. But he's going to look so hard for his purpose, he's not going to see it until the very end. Like, oh, oh man, it was right there. Like that, either he will have accomplished it, Mm -hmm. or maybe he won't. But I I do see him coming to that realization at the very end. He's going to be kind of blinded by his pursuits. So I think he's either going to end up being uh, the the bruiser with the heart of gold, who... uh, risks it all for his friends and blah, 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 and leaves the guild and warms up to magic. Uh, <laughs> or he's going to get himself killed. I see those as like, oh, like all equally possible. Like either he like warms up to them or he stays opposed to them and stays a guild fanboy and hates magic to a point <laughs> where it destroys the mission. And yeah, we'll see. Oh man. Uh, being, a lovable yet obnoxious <laughs> asshole. I think we can accomplish that. <laughs> Probably murdering somebody. Okay. A whole a whole death motif over here. Yeah, I guess so. Okay, oh, so before Lord. we get into that, um have we ever, like going back to what Moose had said, have we ever like officially in an audio format gone over what all of our backup characters were going to be? No. no. Mm-mm. I think, could we do that after the time capsule? Because yeah. that seems fun. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, Spencer, you start us off this time. Oh, cool. Well, I'm glad he didn't die. That's... <laughs> <laughs> That that's a that's a bonus in my book. Um, Heart of gold was never achieved, and I, I think I knew that as the story progressed that him becoming a good guy isn't gonna like be a factor in this. Like he's he has no one to learn from around here, um, but he did warm up, and he did warm up to his friends, and he went on a big dumb fucking scavenger hunt and beat up a bartender because he wanted to get Felix a picture with Beyonce because he thought he'd be into that kind of thing and he and like by the end he had Al's back even though he was like berating Al 
and like telling Hal that his plans were stupid, but they were only stupid because they put Al at risk. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm happy with where it all ended up. Miss. Uh, called it, it's fine. Um, uh, yeah, um, that was really interesting to listen to, since I haven't heard it since I said it many, many months ago. Um, I do believe Felix found purpose in his death. Um, and I do believe he went in there knowing his, like, he was okay by, by the by the time uh, going in with all of his backstory and everything else and just not being 100% okay with his life to that point. I do believe facing off of Packrat, he, he was ready. Whether he was going to die or he wasn't, he was ready for the outcome. So, yeah. I, th- I think he found his purpose. I'm glad he got to go home to Mona. I am too. Mm. Yeah. Baby? I mean, Al was spot on. <laughs> He's <laughs> lovable and obnoxious. Um, and I think, like, throughout it, what, like, throughout the season going on, definitely the quirky, obnoxious guy is who he kind of, like, started off as. And everyone was just like, okay, here's this guy again. Please, is he going to talk? <laughs> um to watching like even in subtle ways both like jared uh, and felix having like their own ways of like saying like you're a pain but i care <laughs> but I care. um and i think that's what that kind of like lovable got its way in there even though he was still obnoxious and an asshole they're still like god we love you you fucking dick <laughs> <laughs> It is eerie how close some of the predictions were. <laughs> it is. I know when I listened to it the first time when I was collecting these clips together. It's hard to describe the feeling. I'm not sure if, if you guys can let me know. It's a, maybe a little bittersweet. <sighs> I'm glad you guys were invested so much at this point to give these kind of predictions. And I can hear your excitement and your energy in this. And it really carried throughout the season. And I'm glad that we didn't bust this open six months in. I'm glad we waited till now to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's I, I go past Alex for doing this. Mm-hmm. Way to go. She's pretty great. Well, let's not go that far. <laughs> <laughs> Before I move on to our next segment, I, Spencer wanted to talk about our backup characters. So, so we know Rashad. I'm not sure if, if that was ever really a true backup character, but we know of Rashad. Oh, he was there. Don't, don't you? I can pull Rashad out at any moment. <laughs> I, t- I mean, he was a dead body on one of the sheds <laughs> for our special wink. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. So I want to hear about it's the fine. other two, though. Mm-hmm. Bibi, I've I don't I think you told me about it once and I'm completely blanking. Uh so it was heavily at the time of when we 
like when we were um me and uh Khaleesi, who is my roommate's child that I refuse to call her by her real name, um, were really obsessed with watching The Princess and the Frog, and I fell in love with Dr. Facilier. Uh, so it was a character who was inspired by him, who was very, like, you know... I guess, like, it, it, it was... Because Al's, like, the quirky, funny, but inappropriate, where he was going to be quirky, but in a very, like... Ooh, that's kind of dark. Maybe don't say that type of way. Um, and one of the can I talk about like the like when I was looking at the magic stuff, like how I was mm-hmm. picturing it. So one of the things I found that was really creepy sounding, but also like oh my gosh, this would be really cool to kind of like role play was one of the like necromantic power things in there was like this thing of like you take a literal face and you're just down and then i made a joke to him and it's like huh if anything should happen to al i just want to have him show up like hey guys we're like al (laughs) but it didn't happen so (laughs) al's not dead (laughs) there's still time there's still the time. time. <laughs> Your friendly neighborhood DM coming in. Spencer, what about you? So, I don't know how far a stretch it would have been from Jared. Um, <clears throat> I was still thinking very much uh, in on the, the, the evil side of the alignment. Um, character I had thought up was going to be some sort of mix between Buster Scruggs and the Joker where it was going to be someone who Earthside was like a mass killer like not like war criminal but someone who like this is someone who out west killed lots of people to the point where the law chased him down and he came through to Malifaux, and I imagine it would have been like the guild offered him a job, like, haha, you, you can kill people good. And that's like, oh shit. No, he's actually just crazy. Let him loose. So it's this <laughs> horrible, well dressed, smiley, really eccentric killer just set loose on Malifaux. And my intention for him would be if if Jer ever died would be for him to bump into the group at a bar and have like a really awkward strange encounter where at the end of it he just gets really attached to Al. Oh, and God. he just oh, he just God. he's he really likes Al, not in like a romantic way, but in like a creepy way. Like, man, you're a real good kid. I I want to see where <laughs> this goes. And he would have just like not had like a personal investment but still like extremely loyal and just wanting to see the group continue and and see this like the horrible chaos that they're bringing wherever they go and just kind of follow it um and he wouldn't just be like mowing people down and getting the law after them but it would be a well we couldn't settle this peacefully and he would be skilled at everything from 
breaking into places to breaking places to to scaring people and he would have been high in intimidation but not in the way that jer was just in kind of that like because he would have been kind of meek and maybe a little short but kind of like sickly too and he would have just like stared people down or like given them the smile or like just kind of like started rubbing his thumbs over his guns and just yeah so still group scary guy dps man but maybe a bit more involved in in what the group was doing and their motives and wanting to pal around with them (laughs) but we could have had an evil party we could have had a straight up evil party and they would have worked that's the really weird part is they would have worked suicide squad You could have had some bad bitches. Instead, we we went the good guy route. Classic mistake. Stupid. Stupid mistake. Classic mistake. (laughs) Well, do we have any parting thoughts, wishes, remembrances of season one? All right. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Thanks, everybody. I really appreciate the game. I, I I love you guys. Oh, we love you too. I don't want to say things because I'm going to cry. <laughs> well, I, I think we need to say I some things. Edit that out. <laughs> I'm going to make it louder. In fact, <laughs> I am um, just going to put it on a loop. That's going to be the outro. <laughs> <laughs> this is like an offshoot later. Don't worry about it. Um, God, you guys look like the worst. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think this is a good point to start. I, I won't say bad news. We'll call it sad news. Again, in April when we wrapped, Moose and I had a good talk about what the future was in him playing in Soul Story. And we came to the conclusion that it was time to wish Moose goodbye. You have some really cool opportunities ahead of you. And, you know, you you had a full storyline with Felix. And we're going to miss you, man. And, and you may not be around in season two in voice, but you will also be in spirit. And <laughs> I'm a ghost, bitch. <laughs> what am I going to do? Die? Yeah. <laughs> Again? Again? Part Again? three? <laughs> I, just, I, I really appreciate the, the time you... It's, it's a time investment, straight up. And you, you gave it your all. You sat in a hot fucking studio room with me our knees touched we had a bucket of water to keep us cool and you showed up every week and i just was always super impressed with what you gave and as someone who i really look up to it was a real treat having you on board so thank you for being here and we're gonna miss you season two and as if that's not hard enough we will also be saying goodbye to spencer who is also off to greener pastures. And I want to pass on the same message. Well, our knees never touched. And we did not share the delightful underwear and tank top (laughs) experiences. Uh, You were always there when I needed someone to quickly brainstorm. When I needed backup for a thing, you were always on point for that. And I can't tell you how much that meant to me. And 
again, like with without most, it's just not going to be the same without you. But thank you for all the time and effort you've put into this. Really appreciate it. Well, thank you for having me. This has been a really fun experience. This is never anything I would have done organically. And I'm really glad that I got the chance to try it out. Um, I've had a lot of fun role-playing with all y'all and finding stupid ways to edit soul-searching to keep myself entertained and hopefully entertain the rest of you. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy we made it through season one. Jer gets to go off on his own adventures and do his thing, whatever you decide to write. Um, and I get to go off and hang out in podcast heaven with Logan and Moose. <laughs> <laughs> you went to a farm, uh, both of you. You're going to a podcast farm where you get to run around all day and chase birds. <laughs> yep. The dream. The dream. Me, IRL. I, if you want to say a, a public goodbye, you can, baby. I, I didn't mean to hoard it. Um, it's hard. I know. Do you want me to move on? <laughs> oh. oh. Cry louder. Boy. We need it. <laughs> I know I'm emotional and I hate it. <laughs> but... <laughs> It's just like, I know, like, we could still, like, talk and all that, which is why I know it's silly, but I had so much fun recording with you guys, and it's just, I don't know what sucks. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's okay. <laughs> guys, we have spent once a day, or once a week with each other for a year and a half. That is a lot of time to spend together, and I, I, if I wasn't soulless, I'd be crying. <laughs> um, and it just, it's, it's a lot of time, it's a lot of effort that everyone's put into this. A lot of blood, sweat, and tears. Mostly babies. Mo Mostly babies. <laughs> That's the sweat, though. <laughs> It's mine. <laughs> I'm sorry, uh, I can't help it. I'm an just <laughs> It was there. I took the opportunity. I can't not. I'm proud of you. <laughs> Men crying is really cool, and I'm really I'm impressed just with really right now. <laughs> <laughs> I um, uh, it's sad. And it sucks, because we're going to miss you guys. I am excited to say, though, we will be welcoming Brandy on full-time for Season 2. I should clarify. We will be welcoming Falcon on for Season 2. There you go. Yay! Yay, Yay Falcon! I Yay, look Falcon. forward to making BB cry as often as possible. Oh, good. <laughs> we're just going to have two girls picking on BB. That's oh, all it's going to be. Two girls, one BB. Two girls Ooh. picking on a BB. <laughs> <laughs> New podcast. Here we go. We're just gonna be here to bully. That's it. That's the name. We we're not. Do, we're not actually role playing. We're just gonna make BB cry every episode. Oh, okay, so I'm gonna make a motion that we don't just make BB cry. We all take turns. So like, first we get BB, and then BB and I team up to make Falcon cry, and then you guys team up to make me cry. It's just equality. Listen, I had my feelings removed. I only cry in the bathroom at work. So. <laughs>
So then can I guest episode and make you all cry at once? Yes. <laughs> Perfect. Genius, here we come. NSR. <laughs> Cathartic crying. I'm excited. Um, I'm sad that I don't get the opportunity to role play with Moose and with Spencer more um, because it was so fun role playing with you guys the first time. You were a great group to start off my experience with. Um, but I think BB and I are going to have some fun as well. We're going to get up to some shenanigans. Oh yeah, we already have we already have kind of like a pre vibe going. Shenaniganery, <laughs> if you will. So here's where I monologue for a hot minute, dear loyal fans of Soul Searching. What does this mean for Soul Story moving forward? We still have two excellent cast members, and we don't plan on stopping. We have a lot more planned, even for the fall, even though season one is over. We don't want you to forget that, guess what, our Halloween spooktacular is right around the corner. And Moose came back and guest guest DM'd for us, and we played Vampire the Masquerade. And we did awful. (laughs) (laughs) And you get to hear all about it here towards the end of October. The last two weeks, we'll have our episodes, and you will get to experience what it's like to have the other four of us play vampires. Some of us more vampire than the others. Is, is there any teaser you want to give for that, Moose? Uh, spoopy. Spoopy. That's it. Do you think it's spoopier <laughs> than an R Dark Carnival? No. Okay. <laughs> I'd, I, no, I, all I think about is BB and the mannequins in Dark Carnival and the utter terror that went across him was wonderful. So no, but it's okay. It, it was a little more, it's a little more adult and a little more thrilling. Maybe not as, maybe not as scary. There's blood, there's guts, there's cashews. You can't go wrong. <laughs> you can't go wrong with cashews. There it is. There's our merch shirt for it. <laughs> Then on October 2nd, or not October, on November 2nd, we have Extra Life. No Show Radio will be participating in Extra Life, which is a charity raising money for the kids, in which we game for 24 hours. BB will be running a game, and the Soul Story crew will be there to participate. I'll be running a game, and the the Soul Story crew will be there to participate. So you get two games with the Soul Story crew. How exciting. If you've been listening to Fog, Fog, um, Kyle will be there hosting a game as well with the Fog crew. And then we have a special guest person who's taking over our 2 a.m. slot that I'm very excited to announce, but not right now. Follow our Twitter. Follow us on Discord. Then you'll find out. It is our first time streaming our game. So while we have been experiencing webcams for the last few months, or I mean months now, I don't know. We've been seeing each other's faces for a little bit here. You will be able to see us play live in our beautiful faces. I think that's very exciting. There will also be stretch goals. I don't think it's announced yet on our Twitter, so here, you're hearing it first. Our goal for November 2nd is to reach $500 to donate to a children's hospital. I have picked Shodare up in Helena, Montana, as this year's hospital of choice for our NSR productions. In the future, we'll be picking different hospitals depending on everyone's home state. And guess what? The stretch goals include cool shit, like, hey, if you donate, or if, if not you, 
if Collective donates $100, I'm going to wear a Slave Leia bikini while we record. So the sooner we do that, the sooner I get into that comfy pajama. (laughs) We have things like we're going to do a great big episode between Fog and Soul Story. It's going to be a huge cast episode if we reach a certain point. Again, keep an eye on Twitter. Keep an eye on Discord. We're going to be announcing our stretch goals real, real soon. And as if that's not enough, in November, we will also be featuring a very special Cool Kids episode of Soul Story, where we will learn what Delilah was up to when the Faded were off wandering about in the quarantine zone. In that episode, we have Kyle from Fog, and we also have Nate, who is two gremlins in a trench coat on our Discord. We were lucky enough to have both of them for this really fun, quick series it's about two to three episodes and that's what our november will be like our december we're going dark happy holidays you're busy we're busy we will see you in 2020 and that is when soul story season two will approach so keep an ear out as dates get closer for 2020 you will be the first to know when we start up again last bits of notice i'll give you because you guys aren't sick of my voice yet at this point, we've announced we're doing giveaways. How exciting. Yay! Yay! Free shit. There's two giveaways happening right now. Follow us on Twitter. There is a post going around. You follow us, you comment your favorite part of season one of Soul Story, and you get entered into winning not one, but two fate decks. The Arcane Fate Deck. You get a light, you get a light and a dark deck, and you will get a 26-ounce aluminum bottle with the Soul Story logo on it. If you're like, I'm out on Twitter, you still have a chance to win something. Go give us a rate and review on iTunes. I should say something about how to contact you here right now, which is probably already discussed. But leave a way for us to contact you on that point, and we will randomly select someone who has left us a fresh new review of how much they love Soul Story to win a 26-ounce aluminum bottle with a Soul Story logo on it. And let me pull it up so I don't fucking mispronounce it. We have an original Leviticus Avatar Entropy Malifo Mini. It is still wrapped. It is metal. It is impressive. It is cool to have. You know, because mm-hmm. I'm sure people who listen definitely don't have this already or didn't grab it when it was important. But you can have your very own Malifo original miniature. And do us a huge solid as if winning free shit isn't enough in- incentive for you. We have a survey out. It is just our yearly check-in to make sure that we are making the product you want to hear, particularly as we move into season two, starting in 2020. Hi, Indy. (laughs) Please, please, please (laughs) fill it out. It's going to be open for the same month that the giveaway is open. And I just, the more information we have, the better of a show we can make for you guys. Man, season one's over. Wow. You guys did great work. I'm really proud of you. Thanks for being here. Thank you, DM. Well, let's give one final goodbye, guys. Goodbye. Goodbye Goodbye. forever. Goodbye Goodbye now. See you tonight. (laughs)